Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for R&B, hip-hop, and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Friday, December 27th. It is the end of the year. This is the last podcast before Thinking Outside the Boombox moves to Twitch. So I thank you all for tuning in. You already know what it is. It's the last podcast of the year. So you know we're getting into the top 25 albums of 2019. Um, So before I introduce the special guest that I have on the podcast this week, let's jump right into that Dig Deeper segment. Welcome to the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned this week, we're going to be doing the top 25 albums of 2019 with five honorable mentions. And in the studio this week, I got my homie Devin. Say what up to the to the listeners. Yo, yo, what up, what up? This is first time on the podcast. Welcome, yes, sir. welcome. Yes, sir. So I um I wanted to have a, a guest in this episode. I usually do the the albums uh, by myself, but you know I like I like bouncing you know conversations off of people. So I felt it was only right Especially to get you in. Organic. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, um, you know I last year was the first year that I increased this list to twenty five songs. I was usually or twenty five albums. I was usually doing twenty albums. Five honorable mentions, but last year we got so much crazy music that that was impossible. I felt mm-hmm. the five that I added, if I left them off, it would have been doing them a disservice. So yeah. um, the same the same happened this year. I think, you know, from now on, I'm going to do the 25 with the extra five. And I think that's enough to capture 
all the good music that we get in the year. Um, so I'm going to start with the honorable mentions, um, five honorable mentions, and then we'll work our way backwards from 25 to one. So the first honorable mention I have is uh, Those Feels Again by Snow Allegra. Um, did you listen to Snow Allegra's album? Oh, yes. Yeah. This was solid. Yeah. I enjoyed this one, man. This was this was nice. Like I was, I'm honestly uh, surprised that it was an honorable mention mm-hmm. um, just because I felt like it could challenge for like a 24-25 spot. You That's know? fair. But um, all around, I, th- I, was, I was very impressed with that one. That yeah. Nice yeah. One. And she's... Man, she's been kind of making some underrated, like underrecognized R and B music for at least three oh, years. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know she she's gotten some mainstream recognition because she was featured on a few Vince Staple songs. Mm-hmm. Drake um, sampled her songs. Yeah. Yep, yep. On um, what was it? I think it was More Life or it was it was More Life. Uh, Do not disturb track. Yeah, I think. I think yeah. So, yeah. And so, so you know, she's with Vince Staples and Drake. You know, people started to really hear her name, but she's been making her own like mm-hmm. amazing solo music for a minute, even before she got their cosigns. Yeah. Um, she's got a really good, soothing voice that seems like it was made for R and B music. Mm-hmm. Um, the album had some solid songwriting, and it got it has like a neo soul vibe yeah. that I think it it had to be on this list. I, I know when I was making the list. Um, and I was coming down to like, all right, there's like, I got five albums here. I only got four slots. Like, mm-hmm. which ones have to make it? And Snow Allegra was one of the ones where it was just like, no, I have to. This has to be on the list. <laughs> yeah, at least show respect to that one. Uh. Exactly. Um, my favorite tracks from this album were I Want You Around, which I think was like the, the first full track. On repeat. <laughs> yep, yep. Toronto was a good one. Yes. Enjoy was a good one. Um, but yeah, coming in at the fifth honorable mention, Snow Allegra's album, Ugh, Those Feels Again. Um, fourth honorable mention, Kirk by DaBaby. Now, DaBaby dropped two albums this year, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that Kirk needed to make this list because it was the more cohesive album. It was the more introspective album. And for me personally, whenever... An artist has more introspective. They start really getting personal on the tracks, especially for somebody like the baby who he's not known for that. Like you know, he's he's got that street rap. Like he's just letting it flow, like off the rip, like bars, 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 and he's not talking too much about his personal life. He was vulnerable in this album. Yep. I think that was one of the albums where he put out Suge, and it was a good one. It was mm-hmm. a fun one, you know, and everything about it, you know. And I think after that, to come back with something like this definitely shines a different light on him as an artist because you don't look at him anymore as just that street rapper. Like exactly. Rapper anymore. Now it seems that like, okay, we understand that he's has a, he's had a life and he's mm-hmm. had to deal with stuff. And I think a lot of artists in general don't get that all the time. Yep. They don't get to to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm human also. Exactly. And, that's what, and for somebody like him mm-hmm. in his age, psh, yeah. And I, I always... Um, I'm always uh, really impressed with an album that makes me excited for their next album. Because anytime an artist makes a project that's good where you're like, okay, now that next album, let's see where he goes next. Mm -hmm. This is like kind of the tipping point because we know the baby can rap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know like (laughs) that flow. Like he's married to it. Like that's his flow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've seen it. We've heard it in a few songs. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's really good at it. And now that we can kind of see more of what he can do, I'm excited to see what that next project sounds like. Because 
you know, it can go one or two ways. He can either do more of the same and, you know, that'll that'll feed the masses for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the real hip hop heads eventually are going to be like, all right, exactly. I need to see what more you can Is do. Is it sustainable? Yep. Um, so, you know, this this album, you know, it had enough surprises on it that I think he made it work. I felt he outwrapped most of his features. Um, Kevin Gates kept up with him. Yeah. But like he outrapped Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. of course he outrapped Migos. Of course. Um, so yeah, I'm Kirk deserved to make this list. My favorite tracks: uh, "Off the Rip," um, "Bop," uh, "Gospel." I really like the gospel. Gospel, joint. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are my favorite tracks. Did you have any favorites from Kirk? Um, honestly, I mean, outside of what you've already mentioned, "Raw Shit" was also one, yeah. of, one of my favorites too. But but honestly, I think the first three that you mentioned, yes, yeah, we're right in alignment. Okay, so uh, fourth honorable mention: Kirk by the Baby. Um, third honorable mention. Uh, this is funny. This num num juice was actually the third honorable mention for the songs. So <laughs> clearly, I was I was very consistent with where Schoolboy Q was this year for me. Um, Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q, third honorable mention. Um, I, I I wanted a little bit more from Schoolboy Q. I think yeah. it's tough when you make an album as good as Oxymoron mm-hmm. to satisfy the people by continuing to make projects as good as that. Yeah. Um, Crash Talk was not oxymoron. No. Um, the single Chopsticks, I don't think it should have been made. It, it definitely was, shouldn't have been the single. You know why it was though? Like based yeah. on the feature, like that's, yep. that they were like, oh, let's roll this big name out here. But exactly, like, honestly, the only only thing I get from that whole album is that two door coupe. Yeah, yep. Like that's it. Yeah. Once that goes off, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. that's fun. Next album, yeah. let's see what's next. Yep. And that was and that was the first single for it too. So I remember yeah. being really excited like after I heard it because it was a short song too. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right. He just giving us he giving us some heat to like, you know, keep a, keep the anticipation up and then he going to come with some serious. Exactly. And then it, you know, there's enough on this album, um, enough good songs on the album, like floating mm-hmm. water. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Num Num Juice. Like that's Schoolboy Q at his grittiest. That's what we want from Schoolboy Q. Um, you know, I don't think he needs to make these commercial records for him to be successful. Like. I feel like Schoolboy Q is in the lane where if you just give us like that oxymoron type music, mm-hmm. people going to buy the album because exactly. we, we know what you can do and that's what we want to hear. So yeah. um, I don't think I ever can say that I hate an album, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I put I put albums in categories, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. like, like this is dope. This is good. Yep. This is OK. Yep. And this is one of those that was just OK. And exactly. mainly because there are some bangers on it. But mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like, man, like this could have been so much more. Yeah, this was literally a, just a disappointment. But again, like I appreciate you for the, the little bit of turnips that I had. Yeah, yeah, because they, <laughs> they they stayed in the playlist. Like exactly. I may not go back to the rest of the album, but those like three or four songs, like or my favorite tracks, "Floating Lies" <laughs> with Ty Dolla Sign, mm-hmm. that one goes off. Water, Num Num Juice, like those gonna stay in the playlist. And I don't want to get off topic, but mm-hmm. we may have to talk about Ty Dolla Sign and the fact that this man is trying to go for two years in a row of being the workhorse of the year. Yeah. About yeah. two years in it's, a row. <laughs> it's funny. I made I made that um that category for him last year. Okay. And then I think I think J. Cole ended up winning it. I was gonna say I know he got close if he if he didn't, he but I yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I was I like I was like, yo, I gotta make a new category because Ty Dolla Sign was going off. And then the Academy voted and it was like mm, J. Cole had a lot of good verses. <laughs> but yeah, Ty Dolla Sign, he's back in it again. He's mm-hmm. on everybody's song. He was on like two big Sean songs, some Janae Aiko songs, like and he's not always featured. Like you just listening to a song and you be like, "Is that Ty Dolla Sign right. in the background?" Who the <laughs> yeah, 
list. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. He's he's on the list for sure for that for that one this year. Maybe hopefully he can win it. Oh, yeah. I, I think the baby's gonna give him some. Uh, yes, give him some runs. Be he's yeah, been on a lot of songs. On a, on a run, <laughs> on a tear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, third honorable mention: Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q. Second honorable mention: Voicemails by Tink. Um, I feel like. So, Tink, I feel like it was time for her to make a comeback. She had a lot of label issues. She was under Timberland's label. And then, like, Timberland was, like, hyping her up as, like, his next protege. Um, and then it kind of it disappeared. Like, we didn't get any music from her. They fell out. And, like, she's not on that label anymore. Mm. So, I felt it was time for Tink to get back to the music. And, you know, voicemails is kind of a conceptual project i don't know if she considers an album it was probably more of a mixtape um that uses like voicemails by this girl kiki i think Mm -hmm. to detail her relationship with two different dudes um i think tink sounds at her sharpest on this conceptually the album doesn't really falter she can transition easily from singing and rapping um her songwriting is on point like i think she's really good at making songs about relationships she's been doing that since her early mixtapes um and I thought this was a, a good album. It was slept on a lot because it came out early and also because she hadn't been making music in a while. So I think it, it fell under the radar a lot. Yes, but I it's, hadn't heard of it. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. But it's, it's a really good album. So I was like, this this got to make my list. Yeah. I, so it's funny. My sister was, I was talking to her um, about this album because I was listening mm-hmm. to it. And she's like, you didn't know nothing about Tink? And she's like, oh, I'm putting you on the music? And I'm like, yeah, you, ha- yeah, you yes, you are. Because... Apparently she's been doing this for a while. Oh yeah. And uh, when yeah. I heard this one, it was it. We like we talked about. We actually were chopping it up before the show about it. And it's, it was it. It's a good album, I will say. Like you said, mm-hmm. it was that comeback album. It's not perfect though. It's yeah. one of those albums that I do like and I will return to. But definitely um, compared to just some of the other R and B conceptual albums that I've heard this year, I just think this was one that I would say be would be higher on my list. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not number one, not number two, but definitely not not fifty. Yeah. Million, you know, yeah. Like Absolutely. Uh, I would say uh, just like some earlier Tink music that I think is like really captures what she can do. Listen to her Winter's Diary That's the one projects. I, yep. I think she's got like four of them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the last one she released was in like 2016. But yeah, listen to those because uh, that's some good Tink music. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite tracks from this were Bad Side, Different, Falling in Love. Um Bad Side was probably the most popular, and I think she kind of released that as a single. And that I think that's even getting some radio play. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Voicemails by Tink, second honorable mention, and finally, the last honorable mention is Homecoming, the live album by Beyonce. So you know, I couldn't put this on my list because it was it's it's all old Beyonce music, minus like a couple. You know, before I let go, her cover of the Frankie oh, Beverly song was so my good. song of the year. So good. So, like, I was like, I can't not recognize this album, but it also can't be on the list with everything else because it's it's just a live album. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce is Beyonce. Yes. Um, Homecoming, the live album, is it's insane, yeah. especially coupled with the, the Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you can't you can only be in awe of what Beyonce can accomplish. Um, there's a lot of live songs on this album that I've started to like more than the original. Like the Say My Name, like where she had um, Kelly and Michelle come out, the harmonies they was doing. Like when I listen to Say My Name now, those harmonies are just there. It's like <laughs> it's it's like merged with the real song. Okay. So 
you know, I had to I had to show Beyonce some love by putting her on the list. But you know, she she couldn't she couldn't crack the top twenty five. Yeah, I couldn't and, do it. And that's she's at that pay, that that phase in her like career where it's like you know the the old stuff is still making money, still mm-hmm. cash and checks. So why go away from it? But I also do like I love when an artist is able to take something and transform it and make it their own. Absolutely, and that's what I feel like she did with this album with a lot of songs. And, yep. You know, I didn't listen to it front to back. You know, but I've had I've heard a lot of the different songs on it, and every one of them, I'm like, ooh, you know, you can yeah. hear just something different about it. Like we were saying with the um, before I let go, like mm-hmm. that whole yeah, that song was fire. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, favorite tracks from this before I let go definitely say my name. Um. Man, there was a couple. Oh, she did a. There's a mix that she did that combined "Sorry" with "Me, Myself, and I" mm. from her earlier projects. That song is amazing. So yeah, those are my favorite tracks from that. So "Homecoming," the live album by Beyonce, the last honorable mention. So let's get into the list, the top 25 <laughs> albums 2019. Coming in at 25, I've got Future Hendrix presents the Wizard. By Future. Did you listen to this Future album? I did not. I no? Did not. I felt bad, too, when I looked at it, because I do mess with Future, but yeah. it's not one that uh, made it onto my list. And I and I can understand it, because Future is one of those those artists that he drops so much music that sometimes, like, I just got to take I gotta take a break, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I can miss this album. There'll be another one in, like, six months. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to keep up. Yep. Same with Gucci Mane. Like, it's just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this Waptober album, because I, I don't <laughs> exactly. need it. I don't need it. But the wizard, um, I think is good because I think it's future combining all of the things that he does best into one kind of cohesive project. Like um, future, he has a he has a lane. Of course, <laughs> um, he rarely strays outside of that lane. I think he tried. He put out an album. I think that might have been this year too. That Save Me project. Yeah, I feel like he trips outside of his lane, so it's like he falls into yes. stuff, and then it's like, Ugh, yep, uh, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> yeah, that was this year. Save Me EP came out in June, um, where he was doing a lot of like real like slow like introspective stuff, yes. but yeah. it didn't really work for me. This this is future. He's just rapping. He's rapping about codeine. He's rapping <laughs> about all the drugs he's taking, all the models that he's like. It's it's in, that in his lane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He, he's in this lane, but he's he's going down this lane at like a hundred miles per hour in this yeah. album. It's the song on there. Promise you that is like, it's it's that like, I'm trying to figure out how to describe that this <laughs> this song. It's like future at his like most fuckboyish. Oh, um, okay. but it it just sounds so good. Like he. <laughs> It's like he sounds the same on like a lot of songs, but there's some of those songs you're like, I know this sounds like a song you put out like three years ago, but this one's better and I really like it. <laughs> and there's like seven of those songs on this project of like 20 songs. So it was like, you know, I got to I got to put him on this. He had some good production on this. He had Tay Keith on a couple songs. Southside, who's been producing with him for the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know what? He deserves to make the list. This comes in at the twenty-five. Let, let's let future let future rock. Um, so yeah, that was that was my twenty-fifth song was "The Wizard" by Future. Um, favorite tracks: "Never Stop," um, "Promise You That," uh, 
uh, Unicorn Perp, which featured Young Thug and Gunna. That's a really good song. Say, just based on the name. <laughs> okay, I'm about to turn this on. Yeah, oh. it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, and Jumping on a Jet. That, that was a good I one. I do remember that. That one was yeah. there, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely get that one to listen. Yeah. Definitely get that one. I think it's, you know, out of all the future albums that, like, sound like a future album, this one, like, really keeps your attention. And you can listen to the whole thing, and you won't really get tired of it. So, yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like you said, he just produces so much. And it's just like, yep. it really is hard to consume it all. And it ain't hard to consume it all, but after a while, you just get tired of consuming yeah. the same thing. And yep. like, I, need a, I need a change. I need something different. Yep. So. Uh, so, yeah, that was number 25. Number 24... We got Fever by Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> what do you think of the Fever album by Megan Thee Stallion? <laughs> you know, man, I, I found myself going crazy at work. Like, <laughs> listen, had this in the headphones bumping, and I'm just like, wow. Because mm-hmm. at first, when I when I first heard of Megan, like it was, it was, um, what was the song? Actually, I don't even remember what the song was in particular. But was it like her song? most popular one before this album? Yeah, it was probably Big Old Freak, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was after that that I listened to this one, and I like found myself I was like what let me go back to that one again yeah. keep in mind I'm at work so like in my <laughs> headphones I'm in there like you know just like you know what was it like oh, like oh, that hood rat shit like, yeah yeah, yeah yep. shit. Um, and then as Simon says with Juicy J like you bring out Juicy J like you know it's about to be a killer yeah this whole album I really liked it I really I thought it brought it, it brought energy it showed her talent mm-hmm. um, you know I was listening <laughs> my uh, fiance actually and I we really like cash shit okay she's not a huge fan of the baby so oh. what we end up doing is we skip over that that the baby part and I okay. was like hey I was like I get that you don't like her but at the same time you're missing out on that second Megan verse because yes she came back and brought that is true verse, and she came with the fire also that's <laughs> like that's like one of the baby's most hilarious verses I think. <laughs> Like, you see some of the most wild <laughs> shit sometimes, and that's part, like that's probably like we, even going back to Kirk. Like it's one of those yeah. things. Like sometimes it's just like I, I get it. Like I liked Kirk because it wasn't a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But then there are other songs when he jumps on where I'm just like I don't I don't need all of that. Yeah, every, true. every time I hear this song, but you know, true. okay. <laughs> um, I I got on the Megan train very late. Like I heard of Megan The Stallion because people were talking about this Fever album, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, who is Megan The Stallion?" I was like, "Oh, she's from Houston." I was like, "I should know who mm-hmm. who she is." And so then I I think I listened to this album first, and then listened to Big Old Freak. So it's kind of opposite of you. And I was like, "Oh, this is why yeah. this is why people talk about Megan The Stallion." Like. I think she has a personality and she has a music and she has music that's very uh, relevant mm-hmm. and it's easily relatable for a lot of women out there. Oh, yes. And if you can if you can be an artist who can make music that women can really relate to, you're going to blow up. Yeah. Like yeah, that's brand loyalty. Like whether you're an R&B <laughs> singer like like Janae Aiko mm-hmm. or or a rapper like Megan Thee Stallion, if you can like tap into like talking about experiences that they also go through. Yeah. Yeah. You're the gonna more, be a star. The, the more real an artist is, I feel like the easier they are to connect with people. Yep. And that can mean sometimes you get a person like Megan who's talking about a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, versus yep. somebody else who else like Janae Aiko who's talking about, you know, depression and yeah. you know, with mental yeah. uh, mental health and things like that. Yeah. Like dealing with that in her music. Like mm-hmm. I use that uh I forget what the song is called. I think it's called Breathe, but it's one of oh, her, yeah, one of yeah. her songs that basically to to, to recenter yourself. Yep. Like those those songs, you know. Yep. But um yeah, no, this album this album really I enjoyed it just because I feel like it turned 
turn the party up in a different mm-hmm. way. It brought Houston. It brought a lot of light to Houston. Yes. Like Houston, in my in my opinion, in the last year. Like I'm, I live in Texas, mm-hmm. but we live in Austin, not in Houston. But right. There's a lot of that Houston that spills into Austin, and like the, I'm so happy that I'm down there because there's so much talent coming yeah. out of that state. That uh, that city is ridiculous. Yep. And um, for those reasons, she had to make the list, and she kind of landed at 24 because I was just like, you know, this is this isn't an album that I can like go back to a bunch of times like i'm not listening to this album all the time because you know i can't really relate to most of the stuff she's talking (laughs) about and i actually one of one of our family members um i think it was gerald i don't actually know i don't remember but he was talking about how um even though this album like like it doesn't relate uh, to him that he like still finds himself just like like mm-hmm. singing the verses to the song just like hey I can't and so you know she's she's undeniable she's I'm a, she's a you, talent man, anytime cash shit comes <laughs> on we got the whole verse just about down even though yep. even the point where she says what call him a trick call him a trick and he don't get offended yep like, I, I mean like that could easily be me <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? still gonna rap and it right yeah. I'm still gonna be there like hold up <laughs> right right <laughs> so yeah uh, fever by Megan The Stallion comes in at number twenty four. Uh, on the list number 23 speaking of someone who's really good at making music that relates to women we got over it by summer walker um did you listen to summer walker's album goodness yes (laughs) i listened to this one and i'm glad i I jumped on this train when i did because it was right when her when over it came out Mm. like it was you know i got in early i think earlier than than uh, a lot of people i would say like my sister is loving this album too she's the other person i talk hip-hop okay this album in particular, I was very impressed, you know, and I think we talked about it as well. That production mm. on this album, man, I feel like that really helped to well round it out in places where like it could have dropped down, it could have juked. There's a couple of like, you know, I think it's uh, I can't think of the name of the song, but there's a couple of songs where they get it's a little more slow, a little more introspective, mm-hmm. and you can even hear in those moments that the production definitely helps to support the things yep. that she's saying. Like, I could even see her falling into that. Like, I I try not to, like, find a, an old artist to mirror them to. Uh-huh. I can see her being, like, a new age brandy in some way. Mm, yeah. A little yeah. more hip-hop. You know what I mean? She's yep. gotta, she, she can spit. Yep. And I think that's what I, I'm enjoying about a lot of these R&B, uh, these R&B women in particular. Yeah. It's just being able to spit and sing at the same time. Like, it's almost like taking that Drake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, taking that and just be like, yep. I'm reclaiming this. Absolutely. <laughs> and, man, there were a lot of a lot of uh, R&B women made the list this year. You know, usually when I make these lists, um, they, they kind of usually end up more hip-hop than R&B the past few years R&B has been taking more of a stand and this year it was just like there is so much R&B music mm-hmm. on this list because I felt like I had more R&B albums that I liked than hip hop albums this year yeah. um, Summer Walker particularly I didn't know until actually we went on vacation and I was just I don't know just doing research uh, for the podcast and some spare time that uh, she was that London on the track was her boyfriend and so I was like, oh, so he produced the entire project and they were dating. So they were they were able to, like, create this this environment and this this vibe for the album. Uh, excuse the listeners. We got some some walkers in the background. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she got the church finger. Up. <laughs> um, and I was like, hey, you know, it makes so much sense why this album was kind of so cohesive, because their chemistry was probably already off the yeah. charts. So once you got that yeah. and then you're making music, you know, that takes it to a whole nother level. Um, 
a lot of the songs on here played uh, off of older R&B tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always going to be a favorite for me. Old school R&B has always been one of my favorite musical genres. So if you can take that, flip it into something modern with like a hip hop feel, oh, yeah. that's that's going to be some of my favorite that, music. That come through with Summer Walker. And yep, Usher, like, she had Usher come through, no pun intended. <laughs> and yeah, he laid it down. Yeah. Um, that joint with Bryson Tiller, the playing games. I think they um, she kind of interpolated "Say My Name" mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm, on that yeah. song. Um, what else? Fun Girl is good, mm-hmm. and she she produced and wrote that song by herself. I think um, "Me" was a good song. There's just so much good mm-hmm. music on there. Yeah, potential was good too. Yep. Oh, this one I discovered like way too late to the point that I had put out my top fifty songs list, and I was like. <laughs> I wish I had put this on that, but that I'll kill you with Janae Aiko. Oh, I was about to mention that one next. That was the next one up. Yeah, man, I was like, I was listening to it the other day, and I was like, I should have put this on the list. I was like, this is better than and that happens to me every year mm-hmm. where you you can't get it completely right. right exactly. Um, but yeah, Summer Walker, very good at making that relatable music. I feel like every year we get a new artist who is able to make a project that is so relevant that you can't help but recognize it. And I know she's got her issues with performing and her social anxiety. But at the end of the day, you know, if she can just make her money by like putting out this music, mm-hmm. then maybe she should do it because right. the music is great. I was gonna say Lauren Hill still making money even though she an hour late to every show. Yeah, Very true, but it is. Very true. <laughs> we gonna get this money one way or another. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, number twenty three over at Summer Walker. Twenty two is Apollo twenty one by Steve Lacey. Um, so this was Steve Lacey's debut album. He is a member of the Internet, the R and B group. Um, and he's done two albums with them. He's done collaborations on their solo projects. Mm-hmm. He finally put out his own project. Um, I think this album is an amazing fusion of like funk and R and B. Um, there's moments on this album where vocally he sounds like like he's straight out the seventies. Like the combination of like his falsetto with like his guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. Like it's like yo, this sounds like this could have been made in the seventies. He's got a good ear. I think for that like old school like funky R and B music, um, we've always known him to be a really good guitar player. Uh, but on this album, I think he really showcases like, yo, not only can I play the guitar, but I'm a good songwriter, and I he's got a really good natural voice. So I think it was it was nice he was able to like hold this album down without much help. Like I think he might have had one feature, very few features. Yeah, I know he had a Manless Stenberg. Stenberg, I think that's her name who was she played Rue in Hunger Games mm-hmm. and I think uh, she was in something else maybe she was the one that was in The Hate You Give I think but she played the violin on one of the interludes on this album mm-hmm. and so yeah it was just a nice like chill like funky soulish album so I really liked it it was nice man it really was I thought it I, so I honestly compare him to like Bootsy Collins like mm-hmm. that's the type of kind of yep. vibe I get from him but then also just this album with like it, it reminds me honestly of like like a Robert Glasper kind of where it's yes. a little bit of mix of hip hop, but it's also like R and B and yeah. And I'll be honest, I had to revisit this album before this show. Like when you hit me up about the show, I was like, ooh, let me go yeah. do my little homework real quick. I know there's a couple <laughs> on here I haven't listened to in a while, and his is one that I was excited to revisit, mm-hmm. and I realized why it's so forgettable. Yeah unfortunately is because it's so chill like mm-hmm. you, i listen to this music while i'm at work or yeah while i'm doing homework or reading 
And I mean, you know, I'm so focused on what I'm, what else I'm doing that this mm-hmm. is one that you can kind of get lost in translation. Like, yep. it's one of those that I've listened to in the car many a times and be like, damn, that was a good song. Let me go back and start that over yeah. again. Like, I need to just have the whole album on repeat. But it's uh, it, this one was good. I, I like this one a lot. I thought this was definitely. You said, I mean, I, I remember it being his debut, but. I, I'm glad that I forgot that, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. Because it just sounds like it's polished. It Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, and I um, the the internet as a whole is a very interesting group because each of the members they're they're so talented. Like not even just Steve. Like mm-hmm. you got Sid, Steve you got Martian. Matt Martian. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's the other one? There's another one who also put out a project. I can't remember. Who I know it who is. you're talking about, but I can't think. What the uh, Pat, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe his name's Pat or something like that, but. They're all, like, even all of their solo projects were, like, solid projects, especially SIDS. And so, like, the fact that they can all make this really good R&B, funky, soul music, like, individually and then come together and make those internet albums, they're going to be set up for a while. I hope they keep it going. I can't imagine what those sessions, those recording sessions are. So so much creativity in one room. Because, like you said, each of them is bringing a different piece that is just just oozing with talent. Yep. So, you know know they... um, you know they got so many songs on deck that they just haven't released. So, mm-hmm. you know maybe we'll get a we'll get a B side from them. Oh man! Um, nice. My favorite tracks from Apollo Twenty One were Inside, of course, oh, okay. Playground, uh, Lay Me Down was good as well. Uh, so yeah, that was Twenty Two Apollo Twenty One by Steve Lacey. Um, let's see, we'll kind of speed up a little through some of these. So Twenty One is he real by IDK? So I'll let you kick this one off because you actually put me on to IDK. I had never heard of him. Um, I don't think I'd heard any songs by him. But when this album came out, he was like, yo, make sure you check out this album. This one is this one was (laughs) (laughs) I was. So I've been listening to to IDK, honestly, since. uh, man, Actually, he followed me on Instagram. randomly. Oh, really? You know, you know, most like it happens all the time. You get rappers following you on Instagram all the time because they want to get their followers up. But Mm -hmm. this one here, when he when he followed me, I was like, okay, we'll check him out. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's like in a weird way. It's got this grit because he's from the DMV. So he's got this grit behind it. But then also he's speaking real, real, realness. Yep. Um, I can't. His name initially used to be J.I.D.K. And mm. I can't think of what it's, I think it was an acronym, but I can't remember exactly what it stood for. But regardless, once I saw just that, the fact that his name was, you know, was, was an acronym, I feel like that that means you took time and energy to put into this, which means you you've got a bigger message. Yep. And this is one of the first ones where it was like you said, kind of kind of introspective. It really makes you think and it really just kind of it, it really challenges a lot of the ideas, especially in this world where we live in and where everything is, about, mm-hmm. um, you know, about being politically correct. But then also, you know, making sure that people are heard and understood. Yep. And I was like, man, like, I know you've been through some things, but this album in particular definitely just shined a light on all of it. Yeah. This one was fire. I was really a fan of this one. What were uh, some of your favorite tracks from this one? Porno was probably one of yeah. my favorite ones. And uh, even though it's like a very like, whoa, type of song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. I thought Julian was real good. Obviously, 24, 4,200 choices went in. Yep. Um, let me see. European Skies is another one I really enjoyed, too. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, there was just, there's a bunch of tracks on there. Like, there's, you know, when I, I try not to look at a, I try not to look at an album as like an individual song. You know, yes, yeah. you know, that's all that there is. But this is one of those I felt like I could respect every individual track. Yeah. Oh, digital, another one that went yep. in, like you know, because that's that's what I enjoy about him too is he could turn the party up. He would he yeah. start a mosh pit if he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. and I um yeah I do respect that. Like even though this was such a conceptual album, 
and that it all kind of comes together with that whole concept of like is God real and like him questioning that Mm -hmm. and like you know there's a lot of religious um, references throughout like every single one of the songs well not everyone but most of the songs Mm -hmm. but at the same time individually the songs like go off like I think uh, what is it? No Cable was a song that made my top songs uh, list for this year because like it's it's a real like a really good song that's talking on some real serious issues, yeah. especially that second verse where he started talking about how he acts like when white people are around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like it kind of it kind of goes off. Like you're like, dang, that hook is kind of yes. that hook is kind of tight. Yeah. It's like you talking about something serious, but like the energy is there. And he says that in his song. He was like, yo. Uh, what did he say? He said, like, in case I get popped, like, on some, like, racist shit, I make sure that my message is in all my hits. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang. I was and like, okay, that's, that's real. You got to respect it when they can put that type that type of message in it, but still make the party, you know, yep. it still make you want to play this at a party and, and actually turn up to it. Yep. I, I feel like, and that's where I, like, kind of compare him. I put him in skill level of, like, a Kendrick camp. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's as good as Kendrick when it comes right. to song making, but I'd just say all of his all of his songs, all mm-hmm. of his albums, all of the songs that I've heard have all been, like, right in that, like, man, lyrically, you yeah. are really doing something. Absolutely. Like, seriously. I was like, man, thank you for following me on Instagram. <laughs> Send me some for merch. For real. <laughs> and thank you for putting me on to him because I'm definitely going to be looking out for him and I, de- I started listening to his old music, too, I and I was like... Sex, Drugs, Money is one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one where he spits... that He spits each song as if from a different perspective yeah that he grew up around so it's like a drug dealing uncle or drug dealing brother there's the um the mom that's like overworked there's Uh an addict of a of a uncle so it's like he's talking he's like really challenging that and being like man we've got times where you know this my cousin my brother is selling to my uncle Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just like damn yeah (laughs) yeah shout out to idk uh let's see some of my favorite tracks were um, definitely no cable, porno. Julia, that last track, really good. Oh, yeah. um, I really liked Alone too, mm-hmm. um, as well as December. I really like December too. December. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was number twenty-one. Is he real? By IDK. Uh, number twenty. Rapper go to the league by Two Chains. Um, I had kind of forgotten about this album because it came out <laughs> so early in the year. It came yeah. out March first. So, you know, by the time you get to November, some of those March albums, unless they're like really, really amazing, um, sometimes they don't stick with you. But um, I thought this was one of 2 Chainz's best albums. Um, and I, I remember thinking that when it came out and then I re-listened to it when I was making this list. And I was like, it, it definitely still is. Oh, yes. um, 2 Chainz is a is a good MC. Like he he knows how to rock the mic. He's got the energy. His flow is it's legendary. Like he he knows how to create a song the songwriting is on point um and he's up there at this point where you know he's gonna get some of the best producers to to make songs for him uh he's got ninth wonder on a bunch on a couple tracks mike will made it um cardo dj mustard so the production was there and i think it was some of the best production he's gotten and i think minus a few missteps like there was a song i said me which i it just really didn't i was like the flow was so weird and like the the production it it was like he meant those lyrics to be over a completely different song because it just didn't fit but um i thought this was one of his best albums he's rapping with travis young thug kendrick ty dollar and he's like you know still 
like really showing you that it's still his album. So it had to make the list. I agree. No, I definitely agree. And I won't speak on this one too long. I just have to say Mama I Hit a Lick was one of my favorite favorite from this one. Uh, yeah. It's a girl's best friend with Ty Dolla Sign, which I was surprised it didn't get more clout. But uh-huh. I think, like you said, this this one just came out too early in the year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it would do anything at like any type of awards um, award ceremonies only because it came out so early. And yeah. While the, it had a lot of good songs, I don't think it had enough to carry it throughout the year. So definitely. Ones that I could listen to. You know, as the, as, I mean, now, honestly, even now, like, you, mm-hmm. I saw them listen. I was like, damn, that did come out this year. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought it was definitely one of his best production wise lyrically. I thought he was being reflective. I thought mm-hmm. they were, um, you know, and I feel like that is what can make a good album. It's just mm-hmm. you know, kind of di- all these different elements coming together. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, let's see. My favorites NCAA, yes. Mama, I Hit a Lick, um, Forgiven the the opening track with Marsha Ambrosius that was really good. Threat to society, um, even money money in the way money got the way. some serious play because LeBron made that the the opening song for his uh, the shop show on HBO. Mm. So that's like the theme song for the show. So yeah. I always hear that song now because it's on there. You know he executive produced it too. Uh, yeah, that's right. I yeah, saying, I, I completely forgot too. about that. Yep. Yeah, I yep. always forget that. I, I, and the only reason I know that is because he jumped on a, another podcast I listened to about um, it's with Bomani Jones. Oh, okay. Um, I think was it, it the right time? The right time. Okay. The right time with Bomani Jones. That he always brings on rappers. That's how I, I mm. didn't realize Schoolboy Q had come out with Crash Talk until uh, he jumped on there. Same thing with this album. So. Okay. But uh, no, this one I, I was very happy with this one compared to a lot of his old ones. Mm-hmm. The thing is, where do we go from here now? Because exactly like in terms of this one, this one really brought together a lot. So. I yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be uh, interesting to see his next one up. Yep. So yeah, number twenty, rapper go to the league by Two Chains. Going into number nineteen, eighty-five to Africa by Jadena. Um, I think this is one of Jadena's best albums. I mean, he's only put out uh, two. I think he had a mixtape or two, mm-hmm. but I think this this album was way better than his last one. It's leaning more towards hip hop than his last one was. Um, Jadena's actually like spitting on this album and like and through most of the song you know the song is kind of like half hip-hop half like him exploring so it was called 85 to Africa because the concept was um taking like the the highway 85 which I think has been talked about as like an imaginary highway that connected Africa to the US yeah yeah and so he was he was making that out the album around that concept and like the music that you would hear, you know, throughout the diaspora, which is, you know, kind of also what Golding did in an album we're going to talk about in a bit. But, you know, I think he did it really well. Like all of the songs on the album have incredible vibes like uh, Susu, Sufi Woman, um, even Jungle Fever. Like, like those are dance tracks easily. You put those on and it's going to make you move. It's got like a Caribbean vibe too. Yeah. That's what I yeah. like about it too is like he, he brought a lot of like African influence mm-hmm. the, the steel drums, the, you know, the different vibe that yep. you're getting. Like, you know, Susu, of course, Tribe is my, yeah. my jam. 85 to Africa was my jam. Like, uh, Vaporize, I think, was another one that I really messed mm-hmm. with. And it's like, I feel like, the, like you said, it, it it feels like how you would, how, how it would be kind of, honestly, to take a road trip. Yeah. The thing that bothered me with this album was I thought it was a little 
little bit too short. Yeah, um, I'm with but, you. But in a sense of like, I would have taken two more tracks and been okay. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need this to be an hour long album. But yeah, if you're gonna have this concept of me enjoying this for what is going to be a multi day trip, if I <laughs> were to actually take eighty five to Africa, like, come on now, like, yeah, please give me an hour. Like, true, you know, true. But um, no, I, I've messed with this one a lot. I, I thought it was a good mix of R and B and and mm-hmm. kind of the singing and soulful. Um, but then also a lot of that, a little bit of that hip hop too, like that. Like I said, that uh, that susu, that that part, I love yeah. it. Every time that part hits, I'm in the, in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm I'm. This is another one where I'm excited to see where Jadena goes because his first album was good, but you know, Classic Man like really like defined yeah. that entire era for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited to see him do something more. You know, I don't think we really got a single for this beforehand. Like it just dropped, and I was like, oh, Jadena put out an album. Um, and it was very good so I was glad to have no expectations while listening to this project yeah. and for me to be pleased with it um, so yeah the other half Jungle Fever Pretty and Afraid Susu Sufi well, the whole album is good to be mm-hmm. honest oh, but uh, that's yeah that's I return to that's what I like yep about. absolutely uh, number 19 85 to Africa by Jadena. Uh number 18 we got another DMV artist is Sir. Wow That's Crazy by Wale uh, what do you think about this album? I I would I thought it was a good return for Wale because I think we both have talked about it before and the fact that this man just disappeared. Yep. Like, I don't know what's going on at MMG, but all I know is this man was just doing his thing. I was really yeah. enjoying these albums about nothing, and next thing you know, boom, he's gone. <laughs> and I think there were a couple albums that he came out with right when he signed with MMG where I felt like he could have did better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when it came to lyrically and everything, but I think his return really started with that that free lunch. Um, yeah, with that, especially that track with J Cole because I think that went off. Yep. Um, but then after that, even after that, to come back with this one, I was I was impressed, but I still think it needed something. I don't mm-hmm. know what it needed, but I just I know it needed something. Um, cliche definitely went hard for me. Sue me, which right off the top, you know. Yeah, I, I that was really a good, that was a good first track. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what made me mad because the. the the rest of the album we didn't follow that and I yeah. was like come on like I need more of that mm-hmm. and it just seemed like that's kind of what was missed on but at the same time I thought it was ironic that he had a lot of a lot more features than I expected on this one yeah almost every song that. yeah uh, yeah that's I, weird I, and that's the thing like I, I like I like having some support but I didn't I just felt like this may have been a little overkill mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's 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 kind of how I felt about it yeah and it um I like this album I like that he he was getting more personal um I liked, you know, how he was like, you could tell that he was in his bag lyrically, mm-hmm. but it felt like some of the songs he just made to make them like routine that had Meek Mill and Rick Ross. Like, you know, this is kind of an MMG reunion for mm-hmm. that song, but it didn't have the feel of an MMG re- reunion song. It felt like they would just just made this song. I don't know. Like it coming to boot from you real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like it should have should have been way harder than that. Um but I did like cliche sue me expectations with um, with black. I thought it was mm-hmm. really good. Um, On chill was the the lead single for this, um, and th- it was a really good song. It was clearly like this is going to be the radio hit. But even outside of that, I was like, this is a pretty solid song, yeah. and it it kind of fit you know with what he was had going with this album. So yeah, yeah, I um I, I rock with it. I was like, it's, it's got to make the list. You know, I, I I've always liked Wale. Um, and I was glad that he came back with an album that was, you know, it, yeah. it has some hits on it. So. I have to be honest, with you, this may have been one that I may have bumped down on my list just a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. a couple. I, I mean, like I said, it was solid, but there's just there's some things missing, some pieces yeah. missing for sure. That's real. Uh, so that was number 18. Wow, that's crazy about Wale. Number 17, Crit is Here by Big Crit. This, is, this <laughs> one was one of my favorites, man. I, yeah. 
this I really enjoyed this album from front to back. I thought it was well put together. I mm-hmm. thought this man brought a lot of like. I think one thing that happens often is the disrespect of the state of Mississippi, and I mean, yeah, there are reasons to disrespect that state. There's a like, I mean, hist- historically, like we know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but at the true. same time, like when like just looking at like some of the music that's come out of Mississippi that I've uh, I've been able to interact with specifically, mm-hmm. uh, Crit. This this one was just I really really messed with this album, and I really think especially too the way that he brought home Baby Rose uh, in this album and yes. her I thought that was that was just like the perfect person to bring on mm-hmm. for this type of album coming from Meridian Mississippi where he's from like just having that yep. person that 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 sound is what this album needed to really put the icing on it yeah I agree um, it, it was interesting how he like the rollout for this album is what kind of it kind of threw me off because he he did those like, like those like three trilogy um albums it was like three songs each mm-hmm. and he put out three of them um and then the album dropped and so like most of the music that was on there was on this new album so it it just kind of threw me off but the album is is really good um energy that uh <laughs> the joint that flipped the the jill scott song mm-hmm. so good addiction with saweetie and lil wayne just like when that song comes on i'm just like yo just the vibe that you immediately feel oh, yeah. is tight uh what else make it easy was one of my favorites every time with baby rose we had just come off of um me just learning who baby rose was on the dreamville project and then here she is on the big crit album and i was like okay so okay baby rose is out here getting these features mm-hmm. um prove it with j cole i thought was also also kind of dope um this this album this album almost was a little too long for me like mm-hmm. there was yeah. like toward the end of it i was kind of getting maybe a little fatigued mm-hmm. um and i think that what might that's what affected its ranking on this list for me but Big Crit is always going to be one of my favorites, um, and I, I really like that he's getting a little bit more recognition from like you know like the greats. Like his name, when you talk about like some of the great rappers, when they say Kendrick and Cole, like Crit's name is like being put into that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, like that's what he deserves. Yeah. That um, I definitely think too that one thing with Crit that I like I, I love is just that he's his. his I won't say dedication to being mm-hmm. like independent, but I mean, I kind of that's kind of what it is. Like, de- he's re- truly committed to doing this on his own and yep. with his people because it's under his control at that point. You know, yep. I mean, a lot of what a lot happens often is that artists will come out and relinquish control to somebody else, and next thing you know, their whole image is thrown off. And honestly, Absolutely. I kind of feel like that's what happened with Wale, honestly. Like, yep. I feel like he came into that fold and was told that you need to be this way, and that wasn't him. And I, I really enjoyed this one because he is able, he did that throughout the entire album. Mm-hmm. My thing, like you said, all of those tracks that he released on uh, like early did not need to be here except for energy yeah Born from yeah. texas was a good song but it's another one that could have stayed back there where it was at you know um i also think on the flip side like outer space was one of my favorite songs on this album okay that one went very hard i really enjoyed that one um and i think it just reminded me a lot of his old music too uh that that mississippi spelled out uh, oh yeah 19 was another good one too but um yeah i i think you know remove learn from texas remove a couple of these other ones that were released early on and i really think this could have this was a this was a solid crit here off the top i mm-hmm. thought that was one of the songs right off the rip i was like that's my shit <laughs> yeah and I, and i guess i was glad that he you know he finished the the concept of that project because you know he had the mixtapes like crit was here and stuff like that and i guess i didn't realize that he was like keeping this like 
this concept going throughout the project. So I was glad that he put out an album that actually like finished it with yeah. Crit is here. So I was like, okay, all right. Didn't realize that's what you was doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, number 17, Crit is here by Big Crit. Number 16, Born to Rap by The Game. Um, this one came out later in the year. I think I like toward the beginning of the year, I had heard that game was putting out an album, then I forgot, and then it dropped, and I was like, oh, the game actually put out that project. Mm-hmm. It's his last album, and I think quote, it's one of quote, his quote, best. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> right, quote, unquote. Personally, I don't think he should, he should hang it up until he gets that Jay-Z verse, because he's been talking about it for so long, and he mentioned it on the album. He was like, yo, I didn't get that Jay-Z. I think he needs to get that Jay verse before he hangs up the sneaks. Um, but this was a really good album. The game, I just, I mean, no matter what, like, I feel like every time, every album he's put out, there have been at least five to seven tracks that I got banged to. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like about about Game, uh, in comparison to a lot of other artists, is that I feel like Game is one of the only artists that will put out a 20-foot song album where I like a lot of the songs between all 20. And mm-hmm. I can't think of what that, the album was that he put out. It was a two-part that he put out maybe three or four years ago. Oh. That was, that one, would, I mean, I feel like there were tracks on each album independently. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It was like the Red two. Blue album. Album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, oh no, I think it was documentary, documentary one, maybe or one and a half. Maybe yeah, I think it was, it was like something yeah. like that, like one, one point five, and two, and two or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Though I thought both of those were just like just one of some of his best music. Yep. And then for him to come back with this one and say it's his last, like I really hope it's not. Like Anderson Pog being on that stainless, I man. Uh, was it that Gucci flip flops, born to rap alone, and then obviously the Dipsy. Like every yep. one of those songs that he had Nipsey out there. I'm like man, like I'm, I, I, we were, I think we were actually FaceTiming when we found out that Nipsey died, and it was just like, oh yeah, that's a life that went way too soon. Mm-hmm. And like you hear tracks like this, and it just it's a reminder. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved on the Nipsey joint how like Nipsey was just doing the hook and Game was rapping, mm-hmm. and then when Nipsey was like, "Yo, bring the B back yeah. in," then he yeah. started rapping, then Game did the hook. I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, that is so tight." Yeah. Um, <laughs> this album didn't need to be 90 minutes. Not at all. Um, but but at the same time, it's like, what more do you expect from Game? He loves putting out long albums like that. So it it wasn't it wasn't a surprise, but it was just like, whew, all right, 25, 25 songs, 90 minutes. Right, but I liked most of the most of the album. So I was like, this is his best album. It's making the list. Born to Rap by the Game comes in at number 16. So I'm going to cut the podcast off there this episode is a two-parter so what you just heard was the were the honor five honorable mentions and then the list from 25 to 16 um the episode that drops on sunday uh december the 29th uh will include tracks number Sorry, albums number 15 through number one on the list. So I thank you all for tuning in to part one of my top 25 albums of 2019 uh, with my special guest, Devin. Um, Tune in on Sunday for the uh, top 15 albums of 2019. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 